1: Oh, the stars are starting to trickle in. And by stars, I mean head coaches. Uh, Mike McDaniel, Jonathan Gannon, Dan Campbell. Look at this crew rolling in. And then some of the... Prospects, Bizan Robinson, Zay Flowers, all descending upon Indianapolis. Now the workouts begin. Again, uh, linebackers, defensive line today, the secondary guys arriving. Interviews happen, their numbers get taken down, measurables, all that. But coverage today extends on NFL Network and NFL Plus for the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. But until then, we got you covered here on Good Morning Football, presented by Ram Trucks live. Holding it down here in New York City. It's Thursday, March 2nd. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Jason McCourty here, Devin McCourty, Ryan Leaf, Peter Schrager, Tom Pelissero in Indianapolis. It's been an absolute pleasure the last couple days listening to y'all talk about your uh, stories and your times in the NFL, but also able to parallel it so easily back to what all the young guys are experiencing in Indianapolis right now. And your story in particular yesterday from your combine was uh, Mm -hmm. eye opening just to know that like how different the times have changed with representation and how guys say this is how you should act and be and how to be a professional.
2: Yeah, it's incredible how it's changed in 25 years. I mean, it's I don't. I don't foresee a player ever, especially one that's so highly graded, to walk into a situation like this like I did. Like mm-hmm. just assuming that what I'd done my entire life up to that point was going to be good enough at the highest mm-hmm. possible level. Yeah. Yep. You know, that that that's uh, A, not being supported by – who you've hired to to support you and by no means is that taking any accountability way on my part because mm. i i'm the one that has to do the work <laughs> yep. right yep. um but like anything this is a, a great opportunity for everybody there and i think everybody is excited for that opportunity and it's it's fun to see absolutely
1: oh, dev sure. hit him with it it's time to- lead block. we're gonna have dev back just because no one says it with the pizzazz that he does Shrags, no, one arrow, no one ever will what do you think about dev's lead block
3: very impressively, commenting all morning on it. We've been talking about it. I think Devin's been great all week, but the fact he shows that info, like. Gosh, Kyle's usually checking his phone and rolling his eyes before we get to the lead block, so I love right. seeing it from Devin. That's an actual energy into the show. And Devin's um, using the whole chair, which I think is, is nice. He's the whole chair, not just the edge of it. Uh, Jamie, it's great seeing you guys back there in New York. We're here in Indianapolis, and today's the first day that actual drills are going to be going on behind us with the young men. They've been training their entire lives for this opportunity. Tom Pellicero, set the stage for us a little bit. What do we have today, and what are you looking at?
4: So it's the D linemen and the linebackers. It's the edge rushers that are going to be out here on the field later on today. They've rearranged some things with the combine. The defense used to go last. Now they go first, which has impacted In some cases, who showed up in terms Mm -hmm. of the coaches uh, to watch these guys. But Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, potentially could be the number one overall pick. He's going to do a lot from what I understand out here, both D-line and linebacker drills. We'll get to see him on the field. This is also the day they do measurements of the players. So a guy like Tyree Wilson, Mm -hmm. who we both met yesterday, you interviewed him right here on Good Morning Football. He showed you the the wingspan. We will get the official Measurement, not the not whatever they said at the school, yeah. not what everybody kind of guesstimated over or even
3: under 85 inches. I'll take the over, I believe it's 86. Over.
4: You're taking the over, usually, those guys get measured the previous spring. Okay. before they come out in the draft. And so you've got a pretty good idea, but it's amazing. Some of that variance, maybe he's rolled out the arm. I said the to guys him, I go, I, go
3: I, I hear your nickname is The Condor. And, like he's, I, and afterwards, he's like, no one's ever called me The Condor. So I think I just made that up in my head. He's also going to, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great nickname. Go, the Condor, Tyree Wills. Like, I, I want to get a marketing deal from this. He's like, no one's ever called me that. That was off camera. I'm like, I said that, yeah, that was your nickname. I might have just made that up in my
4: head. So Tyree has had a couple of fractured metatarsals on the top of his foot. Fun so he topic, just got Tom. out of the, out yeah. of the boot like a That's month it. ago. Yeah. He's been working out the last two weeks. The one thing he's been able to do the whole time though was bench press. Yeah. So they're actually doing the bench press this year. They moved it after the on-field workouts. Last year it was the morning of and then you which go. guys didn't like. So basically nobody did the bench press. Now Tyree Wilson's like, I think I'm going to do what he's been training for. It, it might be a game-time decision. I asked, how many are you going to put up? He said 27 or 28. With those arms, that's six. a long way to go with that bar for yes. Tyree Wilson.
3: Uh, quick note, this used to be the last few years in prime time. The players, you heard some grumbling, hey, you know, running at 10 o'clock at night is not my ideal time. 3 p.m. Eastern, right. right here on NFL Network. And then you can also go on NFL Plus, and we've got current NX players who are going to be on the field doing drills with the guys. Pretty cool experience, the 360 experience uh, right here from Indianapolis. But still, the current NFL players are making a lot of news. And though Aaron Rodgers isn't here, and though his GM has not spoken to him this week, Rodgers is talking. This is from the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Here is Rodgers talking about his darkness retreat and his emergence back into society.
4: There's a finality to the decision. Mm-hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it, When you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough and we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. No shoes or socks on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. I respect it. Apparently, just very I like that dress code. By the fire. I like it. I like we it. might do that for the final the final hit on this You need to get a uh, pedicure there. first, Tom. So listen, the, the, the Packers are, are waiting. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers holds the cards here to a large degree. He's due $60 million, fully guaranteed, if he chooses to play in 2023, which, as he said, he he touched all the answers. They're all inside of him while he was in the darkness, whether it was on retirement or is i on playing again. Besides, he wants to play again. There's conversations to be had here because if he wants to come back to Green Bay and he's fully bought in, the Packers want him back, but they want to have those additional conversations with what Brian Goodekunz talked about earlier this week. Where's the roster going? Where's the team going? I'm sure... What's going to happen with Jordan Love? Is this definitely the last season? All those things need to play out. If he says, I want to go someplace else, the Packers are open to working with him on a trade, but he's got veto power over it. He can either say, hey, I don't want to go to that place. I'm not showing up. Or refuse to sign a revised contract, which would be needed to necessitate it from a cap perspective for Green Bay. So the clock is ticking. It is March 2nd right now. We are 11 days out from the start of the free agent mm-hmm. negotiating window when a quarterback, even though his cap number is lower, but he's making $60 million this we year to find the from a cash and cap yeah. perspective. That kind of makes it, you know, they have all the contingency plans in place. They've, They've worked through all the scenarios. But you'd like an answer sooner than later, and here we are getting closer and closer. Yeah, the
3: team that everyone's circling right now is the New York Jets. And I think the Jets are going through their mental gymnastics of, okay, how can we make this work? Do we have the picks? Do we have the cap space? If we do, can we get this done in time so that we don't miss the boat on, say, a Derek Carr or we don't miss the boat? Uh, on, say, a Jacoby Brissett or a Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever else might be their contingency plans in New York because we know the Jets are looking for a veteran quarterback. Truth of the matter is there are two major factors here. It's one, Rodgers' desire, and then it's the Packers and their desire and how long they want to wait. It's just amazing that I believe you were probably there covering it in Green Bay in 2008. I was. Not to the T, and I know Rodgers would roll his eyes and say not so fast, but the fact that Brett Favre's career ended that way in Green Bay and that we're in year number three in a row of wondering whether Rodgers wants to be back and what team is waiting on him, it is incredible to me that this is happening in similar paths.
4: Well, and potentially even being traded to the Jets, which is where Favre ended up in 2008. But, you know, that was a situation the Packers learned from. You know, Mark Murphy's the president and CEO. He was very new to the scene at that point, but he was directly involved with Favre. Ted Thompson, the late Ted Thompson, was the GM involved in it. But part of what they did that led to everything that played out was they wanted an answer. They pushed Brett for an answer very early on. And it was, you know, that year or that week, 15 years ago, like this week, March 6th was his retirement press conference in 2008. At that point, he wasn't ready. But by the end of the month, by the end of April, it was already, I think I want to come back. They want to get the real answer from Aaron Rodgers here. They don't want to have the ugliness. The relationship, can't emphasize enough, has been positive the last couple of years. They've been working together. They've given Aaron Rodgers the voice. They gave him the contract. They 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 just weren't thinking when they gave him that deal last year that we were going to be right back here again one year later. So, Jamie and the guys, send it back to you.
1: Oh, thank you very much um, for setting the stage there. Yeah, again, we heard from Packers GM Brian Guttenkoos yesterday about how they want to give him space and they want to respect his decision-making process. They haven't talked yet, they being Aaron Rodgers and the GM of the Packers. However, he did go on this Aubrey Marcus's podcast, who Aubrey Marcus is a a globally disruptive brand maker and it's based in holistic health philosophy that he calls total human optimization. So just want to, that's the baseline for the conversation that we're having here.
2: Global disruptor.
1: As it pertains to Aaron Rodgers asking us that if we think it's like being diva behavior to wait to make this decision and that we should just ignore it, we can't. Uh, So we're going to talk about it here on Good Morning Football. Jason, I'm going to make you talk about it first because we can't ignore it.
5: Yeah, he said soon enough. So I I think for fans, for the Packers, for GMs, the ownership – Soon enough, it's kind of like, yeah, but when? Because we kind of want to get a decision so we can decide what is best for our franchise. And I said it yesterday. I think the longer this goes on with us not knowing or him not making a definite decision, if he wants to play, I believe that it's going to be in Green Bay. Because I said yesterday, if he wants to leave, he wants to get that out there, and he wants to be able to get to another team to build whatever that roster is going to look like. My question is more kind of Green Bay's court. If this continues to go on and you don't get a decision from Aaron Rodgers, do you make the decision for him? Because you have Jordan Love there. You said that you feel like he's ready to play. Do you just say, hey, we're going to try and trade him or convince him that we need to trade him, that he needs to be somewhere else so we can start to build our team and move on with somebody that we believe could possibly be? our future quarterback? That, to me, is the question because, of course, they're going to give him the respect, what he's earned over the course of his career, the MVPs, the Super Bowl. But does there come a tipping point where it's just like, we gave you your time, we gave you your space, you're not making a decision, so we're going to attempt to make the decision for you. It's interesting because he has a no-trade clause, so they could say, we're going to bench you, yeah. and then he's definitely going to say, trade me. But I think people be happy. A decision's coming soon. And I want to spin this a little bit. Listening to the, Actually listening to the podcast, Aaron Rodgers talked about having that time in darkness gave him a time to think about playing, to think about retiring, to think about some personal relationships in his life and what he's been through. So to me, this screamed a guy who used maybe a way and a method that we all don't understand or maybe some people don't agree with. But he was a guy who needs time. He needs space. He's been in the NFL for 17 years. He wants to figure some things out. If he used the term that like, hey, mentally and physically I'm drained, I need to get away, we would have no problem. We would be sitting here like, yeah, man, the guy's played for a long time, he's older, Give them some time to decide. But because he said, I'm going in darkness and I'm using this method, everyone's like, give us an answer. And I get it, the past and everything that's going on. But I think from listening to what he was saying in the podcast, he talked about just getting time away and really being able to get from like get outside and, and get to himself and not worry about the distractions or what this person says. That person says we all need that. Everybody wants to get away sometimes just to be to themselves.
2: It makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think the biggest part in all of this is that it's constantly talked about. And he adds to the mix by constantly talking about it in himself. You know, he goes on the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday. It's brought up all the time. It's talked about. That's followed by, you know, millions of people who watch it. So it's, it's understandable. Um, I don't have the same, you know, NFL career experience about when I walked away. Yeah. Right? Both of you... Uh, you're still in your playing career. You had a great career. You chose when you wanted to walk away, and that was a difficult decision. Mm-hmm. And if it, it took you three months to decide it, then it isn't for me to tell you when to do it. Uh-huh. And it, and it isn't for me to tell Aaron Rodgers uh, to do the same thing. A small small little story. There's a We talked about there's a narcissism to being an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you have to make it about you. Um, and you want that. You both said that. I, I want my quarterback to be that way. Um, but still having understanding of what And and being empathetic around what other people go through and everything like that. A short little story: Uh, Aaron and I play golf in the off season sometimes. Um, My wife was pregnant at the time. We got done playing golf. This guy, who's an MVP, doesn't need to come by and sit down and talk to my seven months pregnant wife about nothing to do with football, just to see, you know, just talk to her. And sat in our living room, uh, talked to her. And I usually walk away from from interactions like that and ask my wife the, the question like, what do you think of these people? Because usually it's from afar. You judge people from afar. Mm-hmm. You don't really ever get to meet them. And I can tell you right now, Aaron, you have probably the biggest fan in the world in, <laughs> uh, in my wife. Uh, and so when this is all going on, when I uh, bounce questions off her at night about these things mm-hmm. and she's like, she looks at me and she's like, calm down. And she relax. let him make the decision
1: mm.
2: he wants to make when he wants to make it. And uh, she's right, she's right.
1: He's a fascinating personality, and I think that's where um, some, myself included, take an exasperated tone, maybe with his approach, and really the fact that we focus on it and harp on it so much, but to Dev's point, um, it perhaps might be coming from a lack of knowledge in his process, and the fact that it is just in our faces all the time, and it's so non-traditional compared to... Pelissero brought this up. When Brett Favre did it X many years ago and the Packers held his hand to the fire and said, make a decision, and it was the wrong one, I that was an interesting parallel that I really hadn't thought of. I think more of the parallels that, oh, Rodgers doesn't want to go to the Jets because Favre did it. To think of it back to the Packers' point of view and forcing his hand for a choice, I open open the brainscape a little bit and not be so annoyed with this but process. I, but like
5: I do that. think for the Packers, last year you signed him to a three-year-old and 150000000 yeah. million dollar deal. So it was just like... We get you guys going through some stuff, but like this was just last year. So it was just like, yeah, go through your process. But it's just like, dang, why does the process have to change so much in 12 months? It's just like, ugh.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
1: Man, now he's got the pointing going <laughs> Peter Schrager and Tom Pelos are very impressive um, They're going to give us the lowdown From day one Set up for drills at the Combine Defensive linemen and linebackers Great group, guys What do you want to talk about before skills kick off?
3: Jamie, first of all, Tom and I would both have had the sickest puka shell necklaces you've ever seen. If there no were NIL deals for us, we would have been rolling in here. <laughs> Jersey Shore hair, we would have been killing right. That it. bedhead
4: stuff—that's yes, what bedhead, I would have been sponsored giant by. Yeah, that's absolutely. Great.
3: That's, a, that's what we had in college. Um, Tom, it's the linebackers, the defensive ends—the first time that they're actually the first position groups going. We never had it where it's defense to start the week, and we're doing it at 3 p.m. Eastern. Let's take a look at the group as a whole. Take your first whack at it. Who's the guy that you're looking at?
4: Will Anderson Jr. It's the number one pick potentially. He's certainly going to be in that conversation. One of the top non-quarterbacks in this draft. One of the top prospects overall in the entire draft. He's with the linebacker group. Got requests to do D-line drills as well. So we'll see him do a lot of different things in the pass rush area where he was highly productive back in college. We'll us go look at some of these other edge guys. Who are the other ones who creep up? Nobody has enough pass rush. This is it Miles Murphy from Clemson? Is it your guy Lucas Van Ness? There's a lot of those other players who we'll see how they kind of slot out here beyond will anderson in that we first had round.
3: tyree wilson on the show yesterday and i mean he's a man child it's an incredible physical specimen he's not going to be working out today but his presence is around and you mentioned it earlier he might do the bench press there's no reason for him to do that he doesn't have to but he's a competitor he says i want to get out there i want to do something i'm here i want to compete you mentioned lucas van ness a fascinating prospect comes out of iowa did not start at iowa Did not start. Is going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Did not start at Iowa. He was number 91 there. He has been compared to J.J. Watt, who is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. That is really high praise. Well, when you get those comparisons, you better perform in the combine, and you better put your name on that. There's always that surprise guy who comes out there and says, well, wait a second, we didn't expect these kind of performances. That's the beauty of this group. 3 p.m. Eastern, defensive ends and the linebackers. Is there a wild card that you met at the Senior Bowl that you're going to keep an eye on and say, hey, maybe that's a guy that can really pop on the screen today? Will McDonald the fourth.
4: You want to talk freak athletes here? Go to his Instagram, watch him jumping over cars and tell me that his vertical, talk his broad jump, everything State. else. Tell us about him a little he, bit. He, he went to Iowa State, didn't play football until his junior year of high school, basically went out there and it just was. the coach just said, yeah, run around that guy and go get after the quarterback. That's all he's done since then. Doesn't like to overthink it. He's got all these varied interests. He told me he's into, like, skateboarding and, like, all these extreme sports. And I said to him, Will, you know, Everything you just listed is things that are going to be banned yeah, in your NFL contract. Like, you can't be jumping over cars in the NFL. He's like, well, I gave that up. I said, well, when was that video <laughs> yeah. from you posted on Instagram? That he goes, was a ago. that was mid-January. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now's, the, now's a good time to stop. stop but he just that. he says he gets bored. He likes to challenge himself. Like well, that. what better ways place to challenge yourself than yeah. against all the best athletes coming to come I into the that. league? We're
3: going to learn all these stories. Stacey Dale is going to be on the field. She's going to help tell us the stories and the humans behind the helmet. Um, guy, for me, one last one. You talked about Will Anderson, obviously, but Byron Young, his teammate. Alabama,
4: which okay, the Alabama, Alabama Byron one. Young,
3: yeah, Byron Young, uh, tough, physical, instinctive, a great presence. Everyone's be focused on the one Alabama guy. There's always the second Alabama guy that might be the one that I'm watching. Jamie, I know you know the Alabama young men very well from your time covering the SEC for CBS right there on the field, and of course, all of you guys are ready to see these young men compete on the field behind us. 3 p.m. Eastern, NFL Network, sponsored by No Bull they're everywhere this week. From us, you got it. Or anyone else.
1: That's exactly what you two have been all week long. Sadly, this is the last we will see you two today because we have things to prepare for now that the action is beginning in Indianapolis. You guys enjoy not only the storylines but what you get to watch to really see the skills on the field there in Indy. Appreciate you two. Have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow on the show. Since it is 9 a.m. Eastern here on Good Morning Football on a Thursday, it's time to play Throwdown Thursday. Thursday. Uh, Jay, we are thrilled, right, because we have done this a lot, and we are no longer the rookies. These two knuckleheads now have to play a Throwdown Thursday. It has to move a little bit faster than we normally do. We have two topics. You have to pick an answer. Sometimes Peter likes yep. to flirt with the line yep. and pick. Kyle does not allow all it. All the time You enough. have to pick one of the answer in each topic, right? Um, let's get rolling. There are so. a couple of quarterbacks that are um, at the top of the list. We're not going to talk Bryce Young. We're talking about other prospects that have a lot on the line. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and C.J. Stroud. Those are three quarterbacks, but who has the most to gain when they take the field on Saturday in Indianapolis out of those three guys?
2: Uh, for me, it's Anthony Richardson because mm. uh, he's the riskiest pick out there. There's some that have a first-round grade on them, There's some that have a third or fourth-round grade on them. So, what he gets to do on the football field uh, is gonna go a, a long way into whether confirming what the conversation's been or denying it, okay? So he has everything to gain in his, as for CJ Stroud and Will Levis, we know they can throw the football. They've proven it throughout their career. They're gonna go out in their shorts and throw the ball all over the field. For me, Anthony Richardson has everything to gain with his performance here at the Combine because he can really shore up an opportunity to be a a first-round draft pick.
5: Yeah, I'm going to go with Will Levis because everyone is talking about Anthony Richardson. Everyone knows that Stroud is the kind of proven commodity that's out there. But now Levis, how about he's a combination of both? Great athleticism, can throw the ball, But also, like you just said, Ryan, has proven it, has done it. So you've watched it. So I'm excited for this young kid to go out there, shorts and a T-shirt, throw the ball around, had a 3.97 GPA. So on all the interviews and the testing, smart guy, will go and impress. Um, But I think he has a lot to gain. I think he'll be able to jump the boards because, you know, the combine's a time where that one prospect goes out there and shines and everybody's like, wow, he's better than I thought he was. Like Ryan said yesterday, One of these GMs is gonna get FOMO doesn't want to miss out, and I think Levis will have a chance to be that guy. Yeah, I think uh, all three of them have so much no, to Jason, gain no. as they go out and participate in the combine, but yes. I'm going to say C.J. Stroud has a ton to gain as he goes into the combine, and the reason we said we're not going to talk Bryce Young, Bryce Young's not going to be competing out there, and Stroud is the guy that everyone's saying is possibly to go the second quarterback in the draft, and this is an opportunity for him, as much as possible over the course of these days, stand right next to Bryce Young and show the size difference. And then when it's time to get out there on the field, maybe he goes out there and everybody's expecting him to perform, but he just exceeds expectations a little bit. Now the conversation continues to swirl. Well, he's bigger than Bryce Young. Maybe he's the guy who needs to come off first and there's somebody drafting up to one and it's not Bryce Young and maybe it starts today. It's not going to be just a combine that may let him leapfrog, but maybe it starts to spark an idea and then followed up by Pro Day and obviously all the interviews that take place, this could be a good opportunity for him with Bryce Young not performing to start that process to possibly leapfrog?
1: Yeah, we're starting to think alike on Throwdown Thursday oh, wow. So I'm going to go C.J. Stroud too, but only to your point is because it feels like he has solidified at least the second mm. quarterback off, off the board and the most to gain could be, like you said, to leapfrog Bryce Young depending on how the next six weeks go. C.J. Stroud has had an unbelievable career at Ohio State. I think he has shown a lot of dynamic play in his uh, within the offense for the Buckeyes but if he can go out and show out and show solidify cement his status above both Will Levis and Anthony Richardson Mm -hmm. just with all around play I know physically Anthony Richardson is going to be the most impressive but CJ Stroud I think coming in on paper is at the top of the three guys practicing this weekend so if he can show out I think he's got the most game because Mm. if the Bears hold and they go defense for some reason that they do that Mm. then it's going to be just like a fire sale of quarterbacks over the next couple of picks Speaking of quarterbacks and one of those that we just mentioned on that list, this is where it gets fun on the second topic of Throwdown (laughs) Thursday. Um, Will Levis went to Penn State. Then he transferred to Kentucky. Uh, And the third part of his resume is that he's a TikTok star. Follow Mm. me here. Mm -hmm. As they all are at that age. Uh, Will Levis, uh, in his downtime while he was playing college football, started creating viral videos on TikTok and with some of his unique dining habits. Let's take a look at how Will Levis takes his coffee. Hey, do
2: you want some cream for your coffee?
1: Nah, no, I'm good Oh, so you drink your coffee back? Not quite <laughs> Hey, do you want some Okay, uh, mayonnaise in the coffee And then this is how Will Levis eats bananas um, Doesn't matter, brown spots ripe, raw, doesn't matter. He eats the peel and the whole banana and just sits there and downs it, I guess, without a shirt on, too. Um, Here we go. Those are two interesting ways to take in your calories. Here's your second Throwdown Thursday question. Would you rather drink your coffee with mayonnaise in it or eat a banana that's all brown and spotted up with the peel still on it? That's to me? That's to you. You have to go first. (laughs)
2: So I can't pull a Peter here no neither.
1: Uh, <laughs> Peter um, pulled a Peter and didn't even want to do the question. So right. you have to go. <laughs> well,
2: I, I've 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 this preface, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. Oh. Okay, so and I love mayonnaise. Okay. But I don't think that would be good <laughs> either. So um, I'm gonna say I'd eat the I'd eat the banana, you know, peel and all. I I guess. You're making me choose here. I'd go go with that aspect of things. Um, Like, the smell of coffee and coffee in general just makes me, you know, sick. So I I would assume adding something I love like mayo into the mix, I still wouldn't make it any better.
5: (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't like mayonnaise. I don't really drink coffee. I've tasted coffee before. But a banana and a peel seems like a rough time in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that just seems like you're going to have And you're a not making
1: coffee and mayonnaise will do that.
5: <laughs> because but he doesn't I mean, drink coffee like yeah, that. That's That's what what I,
1: right, I know the guys that
5: drink coffee, they keep going to the bathroom. Sure. <laughs> I'd rather that than the struggle of being in the bathroom. Okay. So I I am going to go coffee and mayonnaise. Maybe the coffee takes the taste from the mayonnaise. And I add some I don't know, but I, I'm going coffee mayonnaise. That's You said Will Levis is a TikTok star. Gotta be gotta be cautious with that because TikTok can cause a lot of issues. AJ Brown, Juju Smith Schuster, a, mm, a lot a lot going on. on. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful with the TikTok. And Dev, to your surprise, you may not know, but that banana peel has a ton of fiber in it and it can help with the whole digestive. Wow. Process. Googling, Googling that right now. Every single yeah, yeah. day you, nope. you you wake up, you can you don't learn. You have to Google. Your brother you can learn something me. new. Your brother Back tells you something, man. Just believe it. But with all of that said and done, I am going with the mayo and the coffee. And I don't like mayo and I don't like coffee. But to sit there and attempt to chew up a banana peel just sounds just not comfortable, just not the thing to do. Mix in a little bit of mayo, swirl around the coffee and just take it to the head. Go ahead and down the coffee, and you'll be okay. You'll live to see another day. But you're going to be sitting there just munching on a banana peel yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not doing that.
1: You have a get-it-over-with mentality exactly. when it comes exactly. to this choice. You and downed
5: so, a cup of coffee to I did. Where it was like, it was yes, like, is that tequila? Or
1: no, I know you were worried about it? me, but no, it was just <laughs> coffee. Um, I, too, am going to go with the mayonnaise in the coffee. There, there was a like, bit of a keto mentality that goes with this because I think it's like the high-fat content. And then the key is, now because I did some heavy-handed research <laughs> on this— you You gotta get one of those milk frothers, the stuff that... Whips the coffee around, so then the mayonnaise really get oh, really say, is treated he like He didn't a have framework. all of that. Yeah, he, he did. Did you see by the time? Can we roll that video again? Oh, did we did might not have to. Star. But if you if you saw how that video goes, and the, the the next shot, his coffee looks beautiful and like that when when you have put milk in it. So he had some kind of fancy crowd. Here we go. So the mayonnaise goes in. Okay, the shot goes back to his friend. When we see that, look at that. Mm. That is beautiful. That's what it looks like when you pour some of that milk in there. All right. And to Jason's point, yes, That's I do drink coffee. I'm at a weird breakfast table right now where nobody drinks coffee apparently but if i had to i actually do drink the coffee and i would do it with mayonnaise <laughs> um don't do them both at one time but yeah will Levis in his tiktok his bio says he's in between jobs right now which i think is kind of funny
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: Hey, what's up? We're back on Good Morning Football. (laughs) Uh, Here's a look at how the NFC North shook out in 2022. Bears, of course, find themselves at the top of the draft class selection, however, it's because they were at the basement of the division and the (laughs) NFC. Um, Packers, bit of a surprise. The Lions were right there, couldn't play their way into the playoffs, and of course the Vikings clinched the NFC North early, and with some heartbreak um, actually hurt stopping action in some of those games, but they obviously lost to the Giants in the first round. Off-season to-dos, though, within the NFC North, Jason, you get to start first. Who did you pick? I'm
5: going to start in the basement. I'm going mm-hmm. to start with the Chicago Bears, and all the chatter has been, what are they going to do with the number one pick? And they have their quarterback. So what they do with the number one pick? I do not believe it will be either Price Young or C.J. Stroud. Whether they decide to trade it or not, who knows? But at the end of the day, I think with that first pick, they go out and they get a guy that can affect the quarterback. We talked about it. Whether it's Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Miles Murphy, one of these guys are going to come in and impact this organization right away. You want to build from those trenches. So once you get a guy on defense that can disrupt everything, go out and get yourself the offensive lineman, whether that's through free agency, whether that's through the draft. Get somebody that can protect Justin Fields and still allow him to grow. And ultimately, they need a no. Number one wide receiver, Darnell Mooney, a very explosive and exciting player. They brought over Chase Claypool. Now go out and get you a guy, guy, whether it's maybe trading for a T. Higgins in Cincinnati. Mm. Go ahead and get you a guy that can help grow Justin Fields.
2: Uh, My team is the Detroit Lions. Very exciting. I am very excited about (laughs) this. I love them. I love Dan Campbell. I love his approach. I love that he hires and puts together a staff mostly of former players. Yeah guys that know what's going on, what it's like to be in those rooms and have uh, the understanding of what that is. What I didn't understand when I started looking at this, the Detroit Lions have five picks in the first 82 picks. Mm. I mean, they are loaded at the NFL draft level. Six, 18, 49, 56, and 82. They can make a real splash. They also can use some of that draft capital to maybe make some big moves. 162 uh, million dollars uh, under the cap at the moment so that gives them a little bit of leeway they're going to have to find different ways to go about things Jamal Williams is an un, uh, uh, unrestricted free agent yeah. he broke Perry Sanders single season touchdown record mm. you want to bring a guy back like that that is that legit in the red zone getting in the end zone he's going to be a priority for them also with the number six number 18 picks this is the way I'm going I'm going Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois mm. uh, the corner first corner off the board I think has been uh, so good for the University of Illinois, what he does in coverage, what he does at the line of scrimmage, getting after running backs in the running game. I think he's gonna be a great uh, addition to uh Detroit Lions team that has never quite got on right with Jeff Akuda when he came out of Iowa State. Okay, at 18, I'm going to tight end. Mm-hmm. They traded TJ Hawkinson to, of course, the Minnesota Vikings last year, who made a huge impact. <laughs> They're gonna be looking for a tight end to take his place. I got a guy for you out in the Pac-12. Footprint. Dalton Kincaid mm. out of the University of Utah is incredibly talented. I like him for their first two picks, and then I'm going in free agency to Cincinnati, and I'm looking at either Vaughn Bell or Jesse Bates as a safety to bolster that defensive mm. backfield next year on the defensive side.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, love, I love all those selections for Detroit, and uh, a team on the rise should be attractive to some free agents uh, this year. I got the Green Bay Packers, and Jamie, you'll be very happy. I'm not going to spend a ton of time. All I'm going to say is figure out the quarterback situation. Mm. So once they do that, then it's figuring out the cap situation. They have, they have a little bit of a cap issue. We saw earlier uh, in the offseason Aaron Jones restructured his contract. That helped out. But they also have some veteran players who they know are going to be there. The likes of Jari Alexander, the likes of Kenny Clark, David Bacchiardi. We know they're going to be there. Let's get some movement on their contracts. Let's figure that out. Let's create more space uh, and our, for our salary cap. And then they have some free agents. The problem is when you have a veteran team and you don't make the playoffs, you have to figure out what free agents you keep, what, what free agents you don't keep. But I think they do. They make some good decisions with young guys. Keyshawn Nixon, uh, explosive returner, made plays all year, and another guy who's not a big name, Rudy Ford, he's a guy who, when he came in, he made plays, impact plays. You keep a guy like that, and then once you figure out your quarterback situation, you decide what to do with that 15 pick in the draft, and you go out there and you try to crush the draft as best as possible.
1: You said you weren't going to take a long time on the Packers, but you only said briefly to figure out the quarterback, and then you moved on to all the, the topics, which I appreciate. Problem. I appreciate that. that. That's right. how you avoid having to go back to the topic that just we just need an answer, and then I can't go there again. <laughs> Um, I was going to talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins, but I'm not going to sit next to Jason and ask him to take less money over the next couple of years because Jason wouldn't advocate for that, even though I think a little bit that's what she should do. Um, So I'm just going to look at Brian Flores and what the defense did or did not do last season for the Minnesota Vikings. They were in close games. They won a lot of close games, and their offense looked pretty great uh, at times. Justin Jefferson, highly skilled, great running backs. Kirk Cousins is talented. Whatever you think about what's on his paycheck, that's not about this conversation. What this conversation is about is defense. They have a lot of decisions to make. Things need to be fixed. They went out – they let go at Donatello. They went out and got Brian Flores, who is, as Jason can attest to one of the great defensive minds in the NFL right now. He had a couple of years in Pittsburgh and now is back in a rightful spot as a defensive coordinator for a very good team. And for as much as I love hearing Kevin O'Connell wax poetically about coaching Justin Jefferson, I need Brian Flores to go out and find some guys in free agency or in the draft that he can feel the same about putting some pride on the Vikings defensive side of the ball, because it was just not good enough last year.
5: Yeah. Let's go B flow. um, I think B-Flow is going to be a great addition. Yeah. Uh, not only his mind for football, his approach to the players, to how he wants to run things. You have you came there in 18, was his first year really calling our defense aggressive. Mm. Going out there, making plays, letting his guys go and play uh, and be free. So I'm excited to watch this Minnesota defense.
1: There you go, NFC North. You heard it here first. Uh, Will Selva, what else do we need to know about? You're anchored out on the West Coast, but you always have us covered all over yes. the country.
6: Yes, at least I tried to. We start with the Colts, and they're currently holding the fourth overall pick, and they are in desperate need of a franchise quarterback. Are they going to trade up and get one? Well, GM Chris Ballard says that may not necessarily be
3: needed. Everybody has just automatically stamped that you've got to move up to one to get it right. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't and but that's going to be the narrative and that's okay y'all got to write something you got to keep the news flowing so but i don't necessarily know if that's the i don't know if that's the the right course of business if when we meet as a staff and we say okay this is what we need to do this is the guy for the next 10 to 15 years and we think he's the right guy sure we'll do it but who's to say we won't get one at four
6: Uh, Well, the news is always flowing as more players arriving in Indy today for the Combine. The action picking up today is the defensive linemen and linebackers take the field while others will do measurements and interviews. And that's what matters most to Lions head coach Dan Campbell.
2: Obviously, they get the medical during the week, but for us to be able to do these formal interviews or informal is, to me, the biggest part of all this. It's not even the working out portion. Like, to me, you grade them off the tape. You don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around on 40 with no defender around or offender.
6: Yeah, but Coach Campbell, we like it. 3 p.m. Eastern, you can watch... The combine coverage on NFL Network and NFL Plus. What's going on, guys?
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,